Okay, today is May 11th, May 12th. Today's reading is Out of God Calling, and I'm doing a recording of all our books today. Hopefully, it's a wonderful day today in Glenora. And May 12th, God Calling is called Thrill of Protection. <clears throat> Turn out all thoughts of doubt and trouble. Turn them out. Never tolerate them for one second. Bar the windows and doors of your soul against them as you would bar your home against a thief who would steal in to take your treasures. <clears throat> what great tre greater treasure can you have than peace and rest and joy? And these are all stolen from you by doubt and fear and despair. Mm -hmm. Face each day with love and laughter. Face the storm. Joy, peace, love, my great gifts, follow me to find all three. I want you to feel the thrill of protection and safety now. Any soul can feel this in a harbor, but real joy and victory comes to those alone who sense these when they ride a storm. Say, all is well. Say it not as a vain repetition. Use it as you use a healing balm to cut out wound until the poison is drawn out. Then until the sore is healed. Then until the thrill of fresh life flows your being. All is well. Oh, okay. So that's why you're saying... Now, what did I text him today, Tony? All is well, all is well, all is well. I say this to myself all day long, all is well, and then it is all well. I texted him before I read this, uh -huh. and maybe it's, it's in, what a coincidence. First you said, my good God is so good, it boggles my imagination. Yeah. Yeah, I was just messing around with words. Uh -huh. Okay, <clears throat> so all is well. All is well, all is well. Everything is all the back, back, everything back, all the pressures of life. Yes. All is well for the day. All is well, wow. okay? All is well. Like you said, all our basics are covered. Yeah. Our rent is paid ahead of time. Yeah. Our tithes are paid. All is well. Everything is well around us. And Isn't we rejoice wonderful? in the fact that all is well. I was sitting here uh, <clears throat> waiting for you to come home from somewhere. I had taken a shower after you left. I'm sitting here smelling really nice, All or the smoothie was ready, everything was ready, and I'm sitting here going, hey, I'm just relaxing now, because we woke up early, you know, we went to work out, we're, we're just, I just like, hey, am I vacation? Am I vacation? You know, that's how I felt. <clears throat> that's a wonderful feeling, that's exactly what it's no, saying. No, it doesn't feel like, a, you know, pressure, pressure, you know, it just felt like, you know, I just felt, wow. Face, life. <clears throat> face each day with love and laughter. Face the storm. Joy, peace, love, my great gifts. Follow me to find all three. I want you to feel the thrill, protection, and safety now. Any soul can feel this in a harbor, but real joy and victory come to those alone who sends these when they ride a storm. <clears throat> Say, all is well. Say it not in vain repetition. Use it as you use a healing balm with faith, with love, for a cut or a wound or a bill, until the poison is drawn out. Then, until the sore is healed. Then, until the thrill of fresh life flows your being. All is well. Amen. <clears throat> yeah, I was glad Christina and I talked to her. You know, she called the lawyer, and I kind of told her, well, 
We have to find out because it sounds like when well, I read the paper, it sounds like this is just for the car damage or something, you know. And so she, when she calls, she kind of gets a little timid, you know, like she doesn't know what to ask. So. Well, you probably because you're present too. Yeah. Okay, this is your deed of your inheritance. These, the inheritance, <clears throat> these scriptures are taken from the Bible, and it's your deed of your inheritance. There's about. 12 of them, so hang in there. Okay, read them all. all right. <clears throat> it says, uh, Acts 20, 32, it says, So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Acts 20, 32. Now we go to Acts 26, 18. To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God, that they may be receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith. Romans 8, 16, and 17 says, The Spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are ch children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, we may also be glorified together. Amen. In him... <clears throat> Also, we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance and to the redemption of the purchased possession. To the praise of his glory, Ephesians chapter 1, 11 through 14. <clears throat> and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Galatians 3:29. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. Ephesians 3, 6. My, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. John 14, 2 and 3. <clears throat> but now they desire a better that is a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. <clears throat> Hebrews 11:16. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. Matthew 25:34. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen, to the glory of God through us. 2 Corinthians 1:20. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to live a hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance of incorruptible, undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. 1 Peter 1, 1 and 3 and 4. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered his, into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love them. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. <clears throat> by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Second Peter 1.4 
And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto man, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Colossians 3, 23-24. Wait on the Lord and keep His way, and He shall exalt you to inherit the land. Amen. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. Psalm 37, 34. Anna. Um, I just wanted to mention that this book, I saw it, they had a little posting on Facebook. They're now going to have a Jesus Always book. they got Jesus Calling, Jesus Today, Jesus Always. Really? And I think <clears throat> that this one is really anointed. This is her, one of her <clears throat> books. Uh, who are they by? Saria. Who is she? She's an author. Remember, um, she when she wrote this one, I thought was when she was sick. Yeah, I think so. She went, she, I thought she went to uh, France, and that's where she wrote it. Yeah, and that, but uh, recently I saw a post on her to pray for her because she was having surgery of some sort. She goes through a lot. Okay, girl, you're on. Okay. <sighs> but it was the purple books that Jesus always did. <clears throat> that was nice. Okay, learn to relate to others through my love rather than yours. Your human love is ever so limited, full of flaws and manipulation. My loving presence, which always enfolds you, is available to bless others as well as you. Instead of trying harder to help people through your own paltry supplies, become aware of my unlimited supply, which is accessible to you continually. Let my love envelop your outreach to other people. Many of my precious children have fallen prey to burnout. A better description of their condition might be drain out. Countless interactions with needy people have drained them without their conscious awareness. You are among these weary ones who are like wounded soldiers working R&R. Take time to rest in the love light of my presence. I will gradually restore to you that you have lost over the years. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and you will find rest for your souls. Exodus 33, 14. Amen. And Matthew 11, 28 to 29. Very good. Sir. Go ahead, read the next one. Okay. To pick one. Pick a date. I always have to do random this. There's always a random book. Okay. Oh. By day I direct my love. At night my song. I read this not too long ago. So read it again. Uh, go ahead. Provide another one. Okay. Because I read it like about two weeks ago. <clears throat> Directing us by song. A cheerful heart is good medicine. You have every reason to be cheerful, Fernando and Anna, because I have overcome the world. I have conquered it and deprived it of power to harm you through my victory on the cross. Moreover, nothing you will ever encounter along your life path will be able to separate you from oh, babe, We're recording, babe. I know that. Now you know. Okay, la. Which one was I recording? This one first? Everything. You've been recording since you told me the story about Richard. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about him, babe. <laughs> okay, la. Thinking, thinking. Okay.
you go on, baby. Just, just don't, don't, just, you're a good person. Just get up and keep going, baby. That's all. A cheerful heart is good medicine. You have every reason to be cheerful because I have overcome the world. I have conquered it and deprived it of its power. Too hard. <laughs> Throw a victory on the cross. She's looking for the iPhone after I took it. Uh, moreover, nothing you will ever encounter along your life path will be able to separate you from my love. Amen. Uh, as you ponder these glorious truths about all I have done for you, let good cheer fill your heart and radiate from your face. Amen. A joyful heart will improve your health spiritually, emotionally, and physically. So fill your mind with thankful thoughts till your heart overflows with joy. Take time to praise me for all that I am, the one from whom all blessings flow. Hallelujah. Let me fill you with my light and my and light, for I designed you to, to be full of heavenly contents. Whew, I'm full of heavenly contents. Hallelujah. All these divine nutrients soak into the depths of your being. They strengthen you and enhance your health. Be <clears throat> of good cheer. Wow, this is the first time I think I read this. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Proverbs 17:22. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence in the world. You will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it. For you, John 16:33. Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Romans 8:39. All right, May 12. This book is Every Day with Jesus, a daily devotional sent to us by Trinity Broadcasting Network. It says. May 12, a Nazarene, and he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets. He will be called a Nazarene, Matthew 2:23. Nazareth was a town in the northern border of the plain of Esdraelon. Here came the angel Gabriel and announced to Mary the coming birth of Christ, and the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Luke 1, 26, 28. On the night of his betrayal, our Lord asked the question, Whom seek you? They replied, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am he. Jesus of Nazareth, may we never be ashamed to be called the followers of the lowly Nazarene. And now I have another book here. It's called Reward. This is my daily gift, The Hundred Promises Sent to Us by uh, James Robinson. <clears throat> it's really interesting. I always reward. The word reward to me is that uh, we, it really says is that being we're reunited with God or we're always youthful in front of the Lord. Reward. Ward is a young person. Ward of the court. Ward. Reward. We get our 
Our youth is renewed like the eagles. Something given in return for good or evil or merit, the compensation. <clears throat> Proverbs 19.17 says, Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. <clears throat> if your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. Proverbs 25, 21, and 22. Tell the godly that all would be well for them. Tell the godly that all will be well. There it is again. For them, they will enjoy the rich reward they have earned. Isaiah 3.10 Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad. Because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Matthew 5, 11, and 12. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in on the streets corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Rewarded you. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secretly will reward you. Matthew 6, 1 through 6, 16 and 18. Okay. One more. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous man as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly, I tell you, the person will certainly not lose their reward. Matthew 10, 40 and 42. Okay. Okay. Forward or reverse. I have shown you the way of truth. I have set my heart on your laws. Psalm 119.30. It says that uh, our minds, it, our mind is similar to the transmission in a car. We can choose which way we want to go by engaging the gears. It doesn't take any more effort to go forward than it does to go backward. It's all in the decision process. Similarly, we determine by our own choices which way our lives are going to go. 
If you choose to stay focused on the positive and keep your mindset on the good things of, of God, all the forces of darkness are not going to be able to stop you from moving forward and fulfilling your destiny. But if you make the mistake of dwelling on the negative, focusing on your problem and focusing on your problems and your uh, impossibilities, it's similar to putting that car in reverse and backing away from the victory God has in store for you. You must decide which way you want to go. Amen. Okay, now. Tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Genesis twenty-four, forty-nine. Tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Genesis twenty-four forty-nine. Winning life's toughest battle by Tim Hansel. Tim Hansel was uh, a minister, and he, they went out uh, into the high Sierras, and he slipped, and he and he uh, he crushed his vertebrae. He ended up on a wheelchair. I read his one of his books. In winning life's toughest battles, Doctor Julius Siegel writes poignantly of the importance of taking action. Okay, this is the taking action, no matter how small, in times of great stress and difficulty. The more difficult the trouble, he says, the more important it is to take some small step to act, and hence reduce your feelings of hopelessness and powerlessness. Person traumatized by crisis often feel cut off not only from their past but from their future as well. They become disoriented and feel lost. When one is mirrored in such crisis, Siegel insists that the smallest actions can be the key to survival. Siegel relates story after story of people who have took charge of their lives even in the most dire circumstances. Some were hostages, some were POWs, some endured unbelievable trauma. But the common denominator among them was their courage to act. No matter how small the action, he gave them a sense of victory. Patty Blumenthal does, does exceptionally work with kids from the probation department. These kids have no shortage of problems and difficulties. One day she was telling me about her work. She kept using some initials that were unfamiliar to me. After the third or fourth time, my curiosity got the best of me. All right, Patty, I said, what is this NTS? With great delight, she explained, oh, that's the next tiny step. These kids can't take big steps, but they can take tiny ones. This concept has had a profound impact on my life, especially during times of difficulty. It has helped me realize that I can always initiate some change, no matter how small. God doesn't ask us to take big steps, just the next tiny step. Here. You are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Mark 1 11. It, to the praise of glory of his grace by which he made us acceptable in the beloved. Ephesians 1 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Ephesians 1 6. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone, and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead, so that the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face 
to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. Know you are God's beloved and when. As Jesus came out of the waters of baptism, the heavens parted, the Spirit descended upon him. And the Father said to him, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Then going into the wilderness in the power of knowing that he was the Father's beloved, our Lord Jesus overcame every one of the devil's temptations. My friend, when you know that you are the Father's beloved because you are Christ the beloved, you will have the power to overcome every challenge the devil throws at you. Now, you're probably familiar with the story of David and Goliath, but did you know that David's name means beloved? Wow. It takes one who knows that he's God's beloved to bring down the giants in life. Amen. So whether your giant is a financial crisis, chronic illness, or destructive addiction, rest in the knowledge that you are God's beloved. It will strengthen and sustain you and give you the faith, favor, and wisdom to knock your giants down. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen to that, girl. Yeah. Well, so many good stuff here. Um, well, I want to get something of Joseph, and that was Joseph Garlington. Joseph Riz. Not Garlington? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where's okay, this is um, this is Joseph Prince in his book Reigning in Life, and this is uh, day 18. All things become new. Today's scripture. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ. He is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5.14 Let me share with you a story of a Singaporean brother who was born into a Christian family. During his growing up years, he was forced to attend church and reprimanded when he didn't. All he learned was that Jesus hung on the cross, but he didn't know why. In high school, he started to smoke and drink heavily. He became rude hot-tempered and vulgar, and enter a life of crime, stealing, vandalizing, and getting into fights. His life spiraled downward into drug addiction and armed robberies, and he eventually became a full-time gangster. Yet there was a cry within him for things to change. God answered the cry, and this brother came to know about God's amazing grace. He wrote to me to share what God's grace has done in his life. Pastor Prince, my story of bondage by the devil came to an end just a few years ago when I got to know a certain girl. Even though she was a new believer, she would tell me about the grace, mercy, and love of God and why Jesus died for me. I was amazed at her knowledge of Jesus. She brought me to your church, and as you began to minister, I felt the warmth all over me, and I started to cry. I felt like I was falling in love. But I didn't know with whom yet. It was beyond the love of man. And I raised my hands up high and said sinner's prayer at the end of the service. Amen. From that point on, my life was no longer the same. Jesus began to deliver me from so many bondages. I heard you share a testimony about how another church member was delivered from a smoking addiction by confessing his righteousness. In Christ, and I started to do the same. 
I would smoke and confess my righteousness in Christ, that Jesus had taken my smoking addictions on the cross, and that he still loves me even though I was still smoking. Amazingly, two weeks later, nine years of heavy smoking and six years of alcoholism were gone. As time went by, Jesus delivered me from my gang involvement and from many other bad habits, such as my addiction to pornography. I truly became a new creation in Christ Jesus. Everyone who knew me was shocked at my transformation. I was even healed of a 10-year urinary problem. I used to have to go to the toilet many times in the night, but now I am able to see through the night in peace. Pastor Prince, what man could not do, Jesus did. It was the grace of God that changed me. I did not deserve it, but I thank God for the blood of Jesus. He took me just as I was, and now I am a child of God. When I heard you preach the grace of God, I did not go to start a new gang, smoke, drink, or sleep around. It is a lie that when God's grace is preached, people will go out and sin more. In fact, it was His grace that changed a wretched like me. I believe that God has blessed me to be a blessing. I want to spread this good news that only Jesus can make a difference in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing to see what the grace of God can do in a person's life? No matter how messed up your life has become, all it takes is an encounter with Jesus and a revelation of His grace for your life to be transformed. You see, the more revelation you have of the grace of God in His forgiveness, the more you will have the power to reign over all your challenges and addictions. You will begin to experience the reality of old things passing away and all things becoming new. Today's thought. The more revelation I have of the love and grace of God, the more I am empowered to reign in life over challenges and addictions. Today's prayer. Father, thank you that you that absolutely nothing is impossible with you. Thank you that the moment I put my faith in Jesus, I become a new creation. Old things have passed away, and by your grace, you are making all things new for me. Your grace is greater than my past and greater than the challenges I am facing now. I believe that with you in my life today, I can expect good, even when the situation seems hopeless, and walk in all the amazing plans you have for me. Amen. For it is by grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourself, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it's the gift of God. Ephesians 2.8 Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Psalm 146.5 Good. Yeah. I got 10,000 steps today. Um, what else on my own. Have, the total of steps is 17,673 for both of us. I got a new book for you. You want to read Can I go open? No, it's too small. Huh? I like the books I read. You don't want to read another book? No. How about this new one right here? No, I don't like Say it. Say Yes to Your Spirit by Lee Booth. I don't know what that is. I didn't either, but he's pretty cool. Let me let me read you today's May 12th. What's your good book? Just say yes, you're going to hear it anyway. And strategy. We will attack Agaba from the back from the desert. T.E. Lawrence. 
We sometimes need to be willing to think different, occasionally daringly. No army has ever crossed this desert before, and the guns of the opponent was on the port of the Agaba, were facing the sea. Lawrence of Arabia took a risk. He dared to take his army to do what has never done before, come in through the back, and he was successful. Say yes to your spirit sometimes involves taking a risk, maybe doing what you have never done before. It requires a willingness to think differently. Greatness comes at a price. Are you willing to take a risk? Today I am willing to educate myself so that I can take sensible risks. Amen. You know, buying a lottery ticket is a sensible risk. Uh -huh. we, we bought, we won once, $1,500, and usually the same people that win once, because they believe. We believe, right. we believe, we believe. Um, Dave, why don't we get up at, we can watch our Joseph Prince at 4.30. Hey, we won't have time. we got to get out and stretch our legs and get some so oxygen. We sit too much. We so sit too much. We're going to be getting ready and making coffee. Okay, hello. You already... Boy, I bet I can see you in school. You were taking control, and the teacher had to tell you, sit down, Anna, because you were... I mean, only I'm telling you, get up, and let's walk at 5 in the morning. Now you want to take control between 4.30 and 5. <laughs> pues. I can hand it to you, babe. <laughs> Okay, this is day 12. This is from Eugene Patterson, the guy who brought us yeah. the Message Bible. This is a lot of scriptures put together in the, as the Lord Jesus talking to him. It says, to give and forgive. Live creatively, friends. If someone falls into sin, forgivingly restore him, saving your critical comments to your, for yourself. You might be needing forgiveness before the day's out. When you were stuck in your old sin-dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive right along with Christ. Think of it. All sins forgiven. As far as the sunrise is from the sunset, God has separated us from our sins. God's readiness to give and forgive us is now public. Salvation is available for everyone. Be gentle with one another, sensitive, forgiving one another, as quickly, as thoroughly as God is Christ forgave you. Don't laugh when your enemy falls. Don't crawl over his collapse. If you see your enemy hungry, go buy him lunch. If he's thirsty, bring him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness, and God will look after you. Jesus said, Love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with energies of prayer. In prayer, there's a connection between what God does and what you do. You can't get for forgiveness from God, for instance, without also forgiving others. If you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part. If you, re if you forgive someone's sins, they're gone for good. If you don't forgive sins, what are you doing, going to do with them anyway? But sin doesn't have a chance in competition with the aggressive forgiveness we all called grace. When it's sin versus grace, grace wins hands down. Smart people know how to hold their tongue. Their grand duel is to forgive and forget. Wow, that was beautiful. That's from the Message Bible. I'm going to give this an A plus, three rating. Hey, you uh, have any other uh, meditations other than Yawning, honey? No, me.
Okay, I'm going to read you one more. And then we have the last one will be Kenny Copeland for right now, The Streams of the Desert by L.B. Callman. And this was a gift given to Anna from her friend, Christine, I believe. Yeah. From San Jose. Yes. God, say, God bless Christine. God bless Christina DeVoe. May 12, Mark 9.23. Everything is possible for him who believes. Everything. Everything is possible for everything, him who believes. Everything. Everything is possible to him who believes. You know what? And believing, okay? Believing is just being in a happy state. Our responsibility is to put desires and wants in our hearts. The everything, just look, it mentions the everything mentioned here. Look, it's answering you. Uh-huh. You said everything. Said, everything. The everything mentioned here does not always come simply by asking because God is always seeking to teach you the way of faith. Your training for a life of faith requires many areas of learning, including the trial of faith, the discipline of faith, the patience of faith, and the courage of faith. Often you will pass through many stages before you finally realize the result of faith, namely the victory of faith. Genuine moral fiber is developed by enduring the discipline of faith. When you have made your request to God and the answer still have not come, what are you to do? Keep on believing His Word. Never Amen. be swayed from it by what you have may see or feel. Then, as you stand firm, your power and experience is being developed, strengthened and deepened. When you remain unswayed from your stance of faith, even in view of supposed contradictions to God's word, you grow stronger on every front. God will often purposely delay in giving you his answer, and in fact, the delay is just as much as an answer to your prayer as it is the fulfillment when it comes. He worked this way in the lives of all great Bible characters. Abraham, Moses, and Elijah were not great, in the beginning, but made great through the discipline of their faith. Only through the disciplines were they then equipped for the work to which God has called them. Think, for example, of Joseph, whom the Lord was training for the throne in Egypt. Psalm 105.19 says, The word of the Lord tried him. It was not the prison life with his hard bed for food that tried him, but the word of the Lord. The words God spoke into his heart in his early years concerning his elevated place of honor above his brothers were the words that were always before him. He remained alone in prison in spite of his innocence and watched others being released who were justly incarcerated. Yet he remembered God's word even when every step of his career made fulfillment seem more and more impossible. These were the times that tried his soul, but they were also the times of his spiritual growth and development. Then when words of his release then when word of his release from prison finally came, he was found ready and equipped for the delicate task of dealing with the wayward brothers, and he was able to do with a love and patience only surpassed by God himself. No amount of persecution will try you as much as experiences like these, one in which you are required to wait on God. Once he has spoken his promise to work, it is truly hard to wait as you see the days go by with no fulfillment. Yet it is this discipline of faith that will bring you into a knowledge of God that would otherwise be impossible. 
Amen. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I have to go to sleep now, babe, because if you're going to get me up that early, I need my sleep. What time is it, 8 o'clock? Yeah. Okay, i got a couple of books more. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be able to get my coins. I already got them for you. Thank you. How many did I get today? River seven hundred River of Revelation Thank James one twenty two. But be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. This is from Kenneth Copeland, Faith to Faith, a Daily Guide to Victory by Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. Have you ever been in the position in the past where every time you open the Bible you receive a river of revelation? Does it seem lately that the rivers run dry? If so, I strongly suggest that you backtrack to the last revelation God gave you. Back up to see if you acted on it, if you did what God showed you to do. If you didn't, start again, digging in to that revelation and then putting it into action in your life. You'll soon find new revelations are beginning to flow. You see, revelation is most prophetic when you are acting on the Word. I discovered that for myself again and again, the more I act on the Word, the more I see it into it. That's what James 1.22 tells us, not only to hear God's word, but to do it, act on it. It may seem that the things God has revealed to you are very insignificant. They may not even make good sense to your natural mind, but do them anyway. If you had insist, insight into the spirit realm, you'll see they're far more important than you think. God, open God's word anew today. Come before him with expectancy of a fresh revelation of the scripture. Commit to him to follow it up with actions of obedience. Be a doer of God's revelation and not a hearer. And in your river will never run dry. Amen. Oh yeah, I'll make it right now. Okay, I got one more. Hang on. And this is the last reading for today. This is from taken from one year Bible devotional. Walk with God. I've seen this book for uh, $24 at the Bible store. And I found it for a dollar at the thrift store. Okay, why not? Psalms 9:10. Those who know your name will trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Psalms 9.10 Those who know your name will trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. In word. Sometimes, something is holding us back. Perhaps it is a fear that, that maybe we are wrong about God. Maybe we feel presumptuous. It is possible that we have been disappointed in the past. That our misunderstanding is haunting us. We hear a voice in the back of our minds that says, What if God doesn't come through? What if he makes it more difficult than I can handle? What if all my hopes are illusions? So we hesitate to trust God. We pray and we hope, but faith remains incomplete and doubt lingers. We'll ask him to help us, but we without hold judgment until we see his response. The call of scripture is contrary to our natural inclinations. We are called to believe God with reckless abandon. Not just believe that He is there and that He is involved with us somehow, though we are not sure exactly how, but that He is active, actively, personally seeking our good and answering our prayers. 
We are to give up our own strategies and ambitions to relinquish all plans B, to recklessly, irrevocably cast ourselves completely into his arms. But we were reluctant, and the problem always comes back to us. In spite of his track record, we don't seem completely trust him. Why not? Indeed. God called Abraham to leave Haran and go to a place to be revealed later. Jesus invited Peter to step out of the boat and walk on water. That kind of call is scary, though typical in God's kingdom. Fernando was called out of La Puente to come into Glendora by faith. But why is it scary? Where could he lead us that we regret? Would he ever lead us into danger but not out of it? God calls us to reckless trust, that kind that prepares no safety net and reserves nothing for a spiritual rainy day. That kind of trust is broken, leaves no room to save face, but it can't be broken. Try to find someone God has forsaken, absorb his faithfulness, and ask yourself, why wouldn't I trust him wholeheartedly? Think about it. Why not? Amen. And with that, we get some tea next, huh? Yeah. English tea, baby. Yeah. When you go over there, would you put this inside of the water? I usually do, baby. Okay, because...